up, everyone? This is Where Have All the Cowboys Gone? I'm Kristen. Happy Monday. Hope you all survived last week's Valentine's Day hoopla with all the Instagram love everyone was sending to their boyfriends, girlfriends, baby daddies, baby mamas, all of the above. Now we can just settle back into just the typical posts and highlights of everybody's life, which are not interesting at all during COVID. One of the things I hope you did not do this Valentine's Day was make unfortunate attempts to find love. So what I mean by that is that you felt the pressure, you started aimlessly swiping and swiping and swiping and setting the bar really low just so you wouldn't feel lonely. I really hope you did not do that. You're better than that. We're all better than that. While we're on the topic of unfortunate attempts, I have an amazing guest today, Natasha. Natasha penned the book, A Series of Unfortunate Attempts. So what I really loved about this book was that Natasha is so real and honest about navigating the dating world, navigating the dating world with apps, and navigating relationships in LA. We get a lot into sort of the differences between West Coast, East Coast guys that does involve underwear models. Obviously, that's not coming from my end. As well as what she's learned and what she's taken away from all of this. So we got a real life Carrie Bradshaw on our hands. But I think Natasha has a one-upper on hers. And I ultimately don't think that Natasha would choose big. Maybe she would choose Aiden. Anyways, I realize I lost you at underwear models. So... Let's get into all of it. Let's go. Natasha, welcome to the podcast. Hi. I, Hi. I'm doing awesome, especially after reading your book. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm glad you read it. I'm glad you liked it. Oh my gosh. I have just been thinking about it and marinating in it for the past 24 hours. There's a lot to marinate in. There is. And we were just talking before about how your experiences are so real and they're not necessarily tragic, which is not really what this podcast is about. It's more about navigating dating life. Um, so I, I'm so glad you reached out to me because you are the perfect guest to be part of this podcast. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I don't think any real, like, of course there are definitely like some stories that are tragic, but for the most part, no dating story is tragic just because a date doesn't work out or a relationship fails. It isn't tragic. It was a mostly successful relationship until it wasn't. <laughs> right. Very, very true. Although uh, some of the dates in this book, it was only successful for about five minutes. <laughs> you got you to gotta love those one and dones, let me tell you. Yeah. So we're going to get into the book today. But before we dive in, why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners? Yeah. My name is Natasha. I grew up on the East Coast, went to college on the East Coast. And then about 10 years ago, I moved to Los Angeles by myself at first. And then with my, at the time, I think it was about two and a half year relationship boyfriend. And we were together in total for just shy of nine years. And then we broke up and I found myself alone in an apartment with a dog in Los Angeles at 20 about to turn 28 like a month shy of turning 28 
Um, and I was completely new to dating. We'd met in college. I had had a couple of dates and I was like, I'm going to get out there. I live in Los Angeles. Like it's a busy city. There are apps. I'm just going to get on my phone and get out there. I have a friend. My friend Steph is a big, I don't know how she does it with a full-time job, but she'll go on like three or four dates a week. And so I like, you're my dating guru. Just tell me what to do. She like grabbed my phone one day we were in a bar and she made me a Tinder profile and she made me a Bumble profile. And I just like hopped on and then I figured out the rest of the like apps by myself. And as I was going on these dates, my friends were like, you have to write this down. There's no way that you're going to remember all these details. But it's so crazy, but so relatable because we date in an app world that I was like, everybody's experiencing this crazy shit. So like, I just need to share this. And I'm just going to like put this out in the world and let people know that they're not alone in the crazy dating stories that they have. So I work in Los Angeles and I I work in television, commercials, feature films. Sometimes they make commercials, sometimes they make TV, sometimes they make movies when they have them in theaters one day. We'll see if that ever happens (laughs) again. Uh, (laughs) Or Netflix. And then, uh, yeah, that's what I do as a day job. And on the side, apparently I write books. (laughs) So again, as I said before, you're one of the coolest people I've met. Um, so amazing. And Thank you. the book we're talking about is a series of unfortunate attempts, which really just hits the mark in terms of putting yourself out there, dating, kind of the highs and lows. App dating obviously is a way of life. And it is a major theme as we talk about dating, because that's really the main way we meet people nowadays. But, you know, you're very similar to me in that I was also in a nine-year relationship. Um, and so we, I kind of missed that time period where it was like everyone was on the apps. Like I didn't know how to date when I got out of my relationships and was just right. kind of thrown into this app world. So did you feel the same way that you were kind of like, how do I do this? Oh my God, yes. I met my boyfriend in the most like easy way. He was a friend of my roommate's. He was studying with her. I came home one day, my sophomore year, like this was right around November of my sophomore year. Like it was most of my college experience was him. And he was just sitting on the couch and I was like, oh, hi. Oh, hi. And then we were having a party a few days later. And my roommate was like, well, why don't you just invite him? And I was like, all right. And so we <laughs> invited him and then we were dating ever since. And it was just like the easiest thing. When I got out of that relationship, I work a lot. I work like a minimum of like 50 hours a week. Mm -hmm. And I was like, there's no way I want to date somebody I work with. That's just not going to be fun. Right. It happens when you break up and then you see this person all the time. And I was like, I also have no desire to just date people that are in my circle or friends of friends or, you know, like being set up sounds, it felt so weird. I was like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to be set up. I wanted to meet complete strangers. I also truthfully, fully believed I would be bad at it. I was like, I haven't dated in a long time. So like, you kind of got to work out the kinks. And I was like, if I do it on an app, it's like people I never have to see again who have no connection to anybody I know. Bombing those apps. I had no idea what to do. I basically, I deferred to friends. And I was like, okay, what about this picture? What about this? I mostly asked the guys in my life. Like one day I was at lunch and I didn't know, I think I was putting together like a, like a hinge profile or something. Mm-hmm. And I saved a bunch, I saved like 12 photos on my phone. And I gave it to two guys I work with. And I was like, pick the photos for me. Because I never have seen the guy side of a dating app. 
And they were like, oh, it's all Instagram models that like just want you to follow them. And I was like, oh, well, I don't have any of those photos. So (laughs) (laughs) I was like, excellent. I've got none of that. So I was like, just pick the things. And they were like, we just want to know like what you like. So there's literally a a picture of me eating, a picture of me drinking wine, a picture of me, I think just like sitting by the beach. (laughs) It's like, they were like, we just want to like get an idea of your personality from these photos. And I was like, oh, I can do that. (laughs) <laughs> that's always been my dream. And I have asked sitting across from someone to look at, I want to see what the male side looks like. Like what is the competition out there and what right? are girls posting dream? But they always say no, like they'll show me a screenshot of something crazy. And I'm like, I don't want to see the crazy. Like I want to see what girls are doing. On oh, that the girl. Well, okay. So I'm probably getting a, a weird sample pool. Because I, well, I was going to say, LA. I live in the center of Los Angeles where there is unfortunately an inordinate amount of beautiful people. Right. So like, <laughs> so the guy that was like just the normal guy in high school, the very average guy in high school can easily get a model here because there's just so many of them. Like every girl is like a, a wannabe Kardashian. Right. So the competition here is insane, but it, they're not real people. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Like those looks are eventually going to fade. If you're looking for something real, if you're looking for a relationship, the Instagram girl is going to be really good for like three dates and really cool to bring to a party and introduce your friends to. But eventually like you're going to want the real relationship, the person you can like sit on a couch with and watch TV with or, or go on a trip and meet your family and all of that. And I was like, I'm going to find a niche, sort of like you're marketing yourself in a weird way. I was like, totally. I'm going to find a niche. I'm going to go do my brand and that is definitely not my brand. Yeah. Agreed. And I think guys need to hear that though, too. Like, I think they need to understand like, yes, dating apps are so superficial, but like, if you're on there to really find somebody real, you should match with somebody that looks real. <laughs> you should, you should, you should match with somebody that you feel like you could have a conversation with Absolutely. because there's no reason to, to seek out the pretty person. That pretty person won't be pretty in 10 years. Right. And they won't, they definitely will not look like the overly filtered Facetune photos that are on their profile. (laughs) No, not at all. And those people, if you see like six photos a day on Instagram, you know that she is spending like six hours a day posting photos to Instagram and on Instagram. So you're going to be dating somebody who is behind a phone the entire day. Exactly. Hit it right on the head. Like you're going to have to be her Instagram boyfriend. So if you're down with that. Cool. You know what? If you're a photographer just looking for a portfolio, I think it's match made in heaven. Yeah. And I feel like anybody can really just like drop that line like, oh, I went out with that girl for my resume. Like perfect, perfect, perfect. Now you weren't doing that. You were actually looking to date people when you were using the apps um, and going on frequent dates, as you talk about in the book, each very unique in their own way. So is there any you want to just share that were kind of highlights or lowlights for you during that time where you were just putting yourself out there? It's so funny because people are always like, well, what's your craziest date? My craziest date varies. You know, when you're like sitting there and you think of something super embarrassing that you did in like third grade and you cringe a little bit, yep. like there are just certain moments where I think back on a date and I'm like, that happened. That was real. Like the guy who tried to diagnose me with skin cancer. I live like 20 minutes from him. I got out of work, drove to the bar that is next to his house. Okay. That's an invitation right there, dude. Like if you wanted to hook up, I'm coming all the way a hundred feet from your house right. to go to a bar. He's 20 minutes late because he gets stuck talking to his neighbor. Okay. 
I can forgive that. But in the 20 minutes he was late, I'm talking to the bartender. I'm meeting people around me. You know, I've got a little party going on. He comes over. He's in this like angry sort of mood. He wants to sit down at the bar. He orders for me. Like I just talked to the bartender about the best thing on the menu. And they were like, it's the burger. Everybody loves the burger. And he's like, my date's like, no, no, no. You have to get the veggie burger. And then he gets the veggie burger as if I couldn't try it. But I was like, okay, like the controlling aspects right away. And there's a lot more that goes into the date that's in there. And I won't get into all that, but it's not until he's a plastic surgeon and he's talking to me about this app that he has designed that is supposed to diagnose skin cancer based on a picture. And he, without any prompting, just grabs my arm very forcefully and starts taking pictures of a freckle that I have on my arm. And he's like, oh, this might be skin cancer. Let me check. It might be. It it looks like it could be. And he's taking pictures. We're in a dark bar in the at like nine o'clock at night. And he's like, oh, the lighting's bad. Come over here. Come over here. He's dragging me around a bar, a very crowded bar for some reason in the middle of the week. And he finally, without permission, takes me behind the bar where the best lighting is, is trying to get a picture. And it's not happening because we're in a dimly lit bar and his app won't work and he's so embarrassed that his app won't work but he's also not giving up I like lock eyes with the there's a you can see the kitchen you can see into the kitchen behind the bar and I lock eyes with this like woman who's cooking in the bar and the look of pity on her face I was just like I don't know how to get out of this I don't know how like what do I do I don't think I've ever in my life let a guy pay for a date without me being like, no, 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 let me, I've got this. Like, I always do the dance. Mm-hmm. That guy was like, I've got this. And I was like, yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah. You're creating the state of the art app that doesn't work. So uh, yeah, you know, you, you got it. <laughs> I was like, you just spent half an hour dragging me around a bar in like one of the most embarrassing contexts, trying to di- diagnose me with skin cancer in the middle of a bar. If I'm worried about it, I'll go to a, I'll go to a doctor. I'll make an appointment. I promise. <laughs> right. Do this right now. Right. And then what if your app says I have it? I mean, what a weird way to end the date and what a weird vibe. Then you're going to be worried about it the rest of the night. <laughs> right. Even if it wasn't, is that an appropriate thing to do on a date? Probably not. No. And like, you don't need to like have that flex. This is what I right. do for a living. Let me show you and let me keep showing you even though it's not working at the moment. Right. But when people are like, what is your weirdest date? If you're talking about one-off dates, that one or like one where the guy wanted to go to f- his favorite coffee shop, which happens to be like a major chain and ends up walking, wants to go for a walk afterwards. And we just walk down this weird alley. Um, that would have topped it. But like, then there's also when you're in a relationship, you can have a weird date. Mm-hmm. I was in a relationship and, you know, you can have a date like that you've looked forward to all week with this guy. And you're like, oh, I cannot wait to just unwind at the end of the week. You get there and one of you's in a bad mood and then the food sucks and you're fighting and something strange happens. Like, those can also be classified as some of the weirdest dates. You just forget about them because you're in a relationship and at the end of a relationship, it tends to all get tied into a nice, neat little bow of just experiences and the individual experiences fade and are substituted by the the overall memory of what that relationship was. Yeah, that's a fair point. One of the th- underlying themes in reading your book was dating etiquette. And I think now more than ever, especially women in this age bracket, 
are so much more inclined to notice bad etiquette and kind of not let things go. I know before, like when I was like back on the dating scene, there were times where I'm like, why didn't I get up and leave? Like this guy is such an asshole, but I didn't. And now I'm like, oh, I totally would do that. So we can, can we talk about that? I know a lot of times, a lot of things in your book, especially they were, you know, centered around like the person picking a place or not showing up on time. Or my favorite was the whole like challenging other people. So like getting in a fight with the bartender or the security guard. So I want to hear from you about this because I just. What is that? I don't know. Why does that seem to always happen? It's like you find these seemingly nice people and then they go out and then there's, yes, getting in a fight. Okay. So the night didn't go exactly as you planned. So what move on? Like that's fine. Dating etiquette for me starts on the app. If I'm scrolling and every single photo is a selfie from a car or a gym selfie, come on, man. Yep. Like we talked about, it shows your personality. If you're showing me that all you do is take selfies in the car, which of course has some of the best lighting because it's all windows or if you're like gym selfieing, literally there are t- so many guys that have gym selfies. Yep. That I'm like, where are all of these gyms? Where are all <laughs> of these gyms that are holding all of these people? Because <laughs> I guarantee you that guy went to the gym on January 1st, <laughs> took some photos, did not go back. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's like, that's it. For me, if I'm looking at an app person... I like creativity. I will say hands down, one of the best profiles I ever saw was a guy, you get like six photos on most dating apps. Right. His photo was him holding a different dog in every photo. It's oh. Just like, it's just like him sitting on various couches or possibly the same couch holding a different dog. And I'm like, I like this guy. I yeah. Think you know what? I don't even think we ever went out. I think we talked for a while and I don't think we ever went out, but I was like, you have hands down the best dating profile. Yeah. Because you're a dog person and I know you're relaxed and like you're funny, you're creative. Like that's what I want to know. But then when you get off the app, when you get to the actual date, don't be late. If you need to be late, text me, whatever. Traffic happens. We live in LA. It's horrible. Like traffic happens. That's fine. But don't be late. If you know you're not getting out of work till seven, do not start a date at seven. Right. Because I'm going to bust my ass to get there. So yeah, that would be my big one. But yes, why do why do guys like to get in fights? I cannot explain this. <laughs> or just inserting themselves where they don't belong. Like I, I've had that, that just like you that like, oh, I'm going to challenge the bartender and tell them how I think a drink should be made because I know. And I'm like, you work in accounting. How do you know? <laughs> how It's not impressive by any means. I find it so embarrassing. Yes. And- I very much stay in my own lane. I'm not going to spit out facts about things I don't know. And I don't think you should either. But also, like, if it's a complicated drink and you like it a specific way, it's okay to be like, can I order this drink? This is how I like it. Like, we order drinks and food and stuff like that all the time. You substitute food, whatever. There's no reason to be like, well, that's not how it's made. That's not right. That is literally, that's all this person does all night is make drinks. You cannot be the only person in the whole world who has ordered this. Like maybe defer to the experts. Exactly. Now guys like that, I mean, usually if you can't get past it, you're coming to the rejection phase and beautifully in your book, you kind of talk about when you're kind of weighing, you know, 
whether this is the end of the road or writing that rejection text. And you actually took a quote unquote rejection text from somebody else that they had sent it to you. And you said you were going to keep it and use yeah, it going forward, I which I love. I actively still use it. I, do think you? The, I think it's one of the best rejection texts. And I'm not talking about text to end a relationship. I'm talking about text to end a one-time date. Like you go on a first date and you're like, he's cool. Wasn't feeling it. Excellent. Not a match. I have shared that text with friends. I use it all the time. That is so useful. The text is essentially like, thanks for last night. That was, it was so great meeting you. I think you're really awesome. I think you're an incredible, funny person. I just don't think that there's a love connection here. I really wish there was because I think you're so amazing. And I know your person is out there. This just isn't a match. There's no let's be friends unless you want to be. There's no how do I awkwardly step around this? It's just like, you're amazing. I'm amazing. This just isn't a a love connection. So uh, we give it a shot. Like good for us. We gave it a shot. It didn't work out. Awesome. Let's keep going. And I've gotten the awkward text before and I've definitely sent the awkward text before where I'm like, thanks so much for last night. I, you know, I don't know, maybe if you really wanted to, we could see each other again, but I don't know. It just wasn't right. And let's be friends or whatever. Like you stumble your way through it. This was just so precise. And it's, how do you come out of something being like, oh, well shit, because somebody just told you you're amazing and you're funny and they wished it was a connection, but it wasn't like all the ingredients are there. It's boom period. Like you don't have to go through, just let someone know, don't leave them hanging because maybe, you know, they thought they'd get a second date and you were not feeling it. Just, just get it done. I mean, the person's not going to, unless they're really psycho, pursue that even further be like, yeah, well, no, I think we still should go out. If you're just like, no, wasn't feeling it. Not for me. Like, but you're great. That's yeah. awesome. I, I've never understood ghosting. There's literally no excuse for ghosting. How hard is it to send a text? And if you can send it in a way that's kind and complimentary, like the guy who sent me that, I loved that date. He works with kids. He's a writer. He's funny. He's charming. There was never a lull in conversation. He was genuinely like the perfect date. And I was like, I'm excited to see this guy again. No, he did. He wasn't feeling it. But the way he sent that text, I was just like, oh, okay. Like there yeah. was, there's nothing to be mad about and there's no open-ended There's no follow-up questions because you've succinctly said everything. Yeah. And there's nothing for you to hang on to. There's nothing for you to feel bad about. And honestly, it comes back with some really great things. I went on a date maybe back in September and I went out with this guy and he was like, first of all, freaking gorgeous. He was just like unbelievably beautiful. I think he's an underwear model. He's like very, very pretty, but he's like gluten-free and dairy-free. And we've talked about how much I love food. And... (laughs) And so like, we had a fun date, but the conversation was a little steppy. It wasn't perfectly flowing. And like his sense of humor is definitely very different than my sense of humor. And I was like, you're so unbelievably perfect for somebody. Like, I'm so excited for when you find that person. Cause you're so like, if you can find the person with your sense of humor, who like totally likes to like work out at six o'clock in the morning and like go for runs at the end of the day. Like you need to find that person. Cause I cannot wait until you do. And so I sent him the text and I was like, look, you're really awesome. I think you're amazing. I think we went out two or three times. Cause I was really hoping like the conversation would pick up. It didn't. So when I sent him the text, he was like, well, think, since you think I'm so awesome and like 
my sense of humor is definitely out there for somebody. Do you know anybody who would match my sense of humor? And I was like, actually, yes. And I set him up with a friend of mine. No way. Unfortunately, it didn't work out for them either. I think they went out a few times and then they ultimately decided it didn't work out. But I was like, this text even spawns like future opportunities. (laughs) It's so great. Right when you said underwear model, I was like, over here on the East Coast, um, especially Massachusetts, those are few and far between. So <laughs> I, have not, I have not dipped my toe into the underwear model uh, landscape yet. Oh, yeah. Uh, that Instagram thing goes both ways. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to ask you, because you did grow up on the East Coast. I know you've pro- been more actively dating, living in the West Coast now. But are there any significant differences that you would say are between dating on the East coast versus West coast or just people Absolutely. in general? Okay. There's a few things. Cause I, I still, my whole family's still in New York. And so I still go back and forth to New York sometimes. And if I'm in New York, I will like hop on an app and like get a date or something. And I still have gone back home and the dates there are, are very, here's the thing. I've never, like, I've gone to dates and bars in New York. I've gone to dates and bars in LA. When I go to a date in New York to a bar, the guy will call me an Uber, will walk me to the subway, will figure out things. You go on a date in a bar in LA, that guy gets his own Uber, is like, thank you so much, hugs you, maybe a kiss goodnight, and is like, okay, bye, or like, expects you to go home with him. There is no like, let me call you an Uber. Let me help you figure out how to get home. There's none of that. But in LA, there's definitely the flakiness. Like, okay, like, I don't understand why in LA, like, it is very flaky where I would say one out of every like three or four dates is going to get canceled. The guy's just going to like cancel for genuinely no reason. He'll just be like, oh, I'm tired. Oh, I've had a long week. Like literally no reason. Who isn't tired and hasn't had a long week? Of course. Um, We're on the East Coast, I would say guys are far more direct, which I don't particularly love. So like in LA, you get the flaky, like, let's dance around it. Let's not be direct. But then on in New York specifically, I'm not going to say the entire East Coast, but in New York specifically, it does seem to be that you will get the guy who within five minutes is like, okay, so here's what I'm looking for. I need somebody who's this and this and this, and this was my past 10 relationships and here's why they didn't work out. And here's what I do for work. And this is when I go to work and this is when I get out. And this is when I go on vacation every year. And this is, and I'm just like, I know everything about your life right now. And I know everything that you're looking for. Yeah. Like, okay. So this whole date, we've just done the whole history and the directness of, we don't need to dance around this. Like, do we match? Is this a match? I've got things to do. I'm busy. (laughs) Yeah. Like, don't waste my time. Here we go. Is this going to be for me or not? Yeah. Right. Exactly. That's very true. And it's also very, are you coming back to my place? Are you not coming back to my place? I had a date in New York and I was there for like a week. I think maybe not even. And I matched with this guy and I was like, okay, so I'm off work around 637 tonight. Uh, You want to go to dinner? And he was like, yeah. So we'll go to dinner at this place. And then my apartment is about five blocks away and we can just walk to my apartment and hook up after. And I was like, okay, I hear you. Um, how about we go to dinner first? That restaurant sounds wonderful. Looked up the menu. It looks great. And then we can figure out, uh, how we're feeling about the date on the hookup after. And when I was like, like when I took away the guaranteed hookup, didn't hear from him for a few hours, 
not until maybe 4 p.m. was he like, hey, sorry, I have to work late. Uh, I can't make it tonight. And I was like, okay, well, I'm around tomorrow. Uh, I'll, I leave like this weekend, but I'm, a, I'm pretty free. Just let me know. Never heard from him again. The worst. <laughs> the directness of like, well, okay, so we're going to go dinner and then we're going to go hook up and then I'll never see you again because he knew I was only in town for a little bit. I'm like, the directness isn't, it's very off-putting. And I cannot decide which I like more and which I like less. Like the flakiness of people constantly canceling for literally no reason or the person who's like, this is the exact plan. We will not deviate from it. I don't, I don't know. There's got to be a middle ground. (laughs) Right. And maybe it's like in the Midwest. Like what is dating like right right smack in the middle? It's just guys with like pickup trucks and, you know, maybe go line dancing. I have no idea, but I'm sure they're going to want to take you out and treat and then treat you like a lady. So maybe it is the best of all the world. It might be. It might be like, we're going to dinner and then we'll figure out some, something after, but like, we're definitely going to dinner and like, there's, there's a fluidity, but also you're, I know he's going to show up. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Everything you're saying is so true. And also just that like built in expectation that you're going to sleep with this person just because you agree to go on a date with him is just so crazy to me. The whole building that into the date and into that strategy, it just infuriates me because. Right? And what is that strategy? Because I like, how often does that work? It's like when you're constantly like walking down the street and construction workers like whistle at you mm-hmm. and I just want to go to them and be like, how often does that work? Like, right. what is the plan there? But right. I, I won't blame people who do that because dating apps have that reputation. Mm-hmm. We're still, for some reason, despite the fact that everybody is on these dating apps, we're still in the generation where Tinder started first and Tinder was the hookup app. And so people think every other app that, and even Tinder isn't that anymore, but like every other app they have in this their head that like, they're just, it's a hookup app and that doesn't have to be anything more than that. And that's fine. But I think we met on like coffee meets bagel, which is the most wholesome. You get like five people a day. They're like a full family history on your profile. It's so much talking, not enough pictures. Like that's not what that one was. Right. Yeah. And the profiles wouldn't be as detailed as they are now. If they were just for hookups, you would just get pictures and maybe like age location and that's it. Right. So- yeah, I know. And I was honestly, if it was just for hookups, I kind of want it to be more like Yelp. It'd be great if you could just leave a review. Yes. Like, five stars. <laughs> I mean, a little, a little dirty apartment or whatever. Like, I just want. <laughs> yes. That's what I want. I want pictures and, and a star rating. <laughs> you know what? You should get on that, you know, especially when you're in a really high concentrated area and your, your friends are dating. You can go out with the same guy. And you could really help a girl out by just being like, he doesn't clip his toenails or like he doesn't pay for dates. Like that saves, you know, you could save somebody else. I know. Like, first of all, I've had that thought before where I'm like, it would be great to get references. Right. (laughs) Like when you've gone on like date two or three with somebody and you're like, I'm really, I'm really liking this person. Why on earth are they single? I kind of want references to be like, what happened? Just, just to know. Because if you ask them, you're only going to get one side of the story developers could somebody please work on this because that's what we need we need a tinder and yelp combo somebody get on it that works and you know what who may get a five-star rating on there is the stereotypical john wayne so john wayne is sort of the stereotypical manly man that paula cole is looking for which is the namesake of this podcast so i have guests 
uh, give guests the task to make a 60 second pitch about what does not embody that five-star rating that we go out (laughs) on dates. (laughs) So Natasha, do you have a topic that you want to make a plea for that is not a John Wayne? You know, I got a few kind of wrote a book about it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) let's see. I would say my number, it's so corny, honesty. Gotta love a good honest guy. Whenever you're ready, go. Don't lie to me about your job, especially like in big cities. We know everybody is sort of just out there hustling. If you're an actor, say you're an actor. If you know you work in IT or a waiter, whatever it is, say who you are. Don't lie about your family. Don't lie about your dating history. Everything comes out. Honesty, number one. Definite number one. I don't know why it became socially acceptable out there for guys to think like, maybe because of social media, like we put our best, our 15 minutes of fame is just our highlight reel. So maybe it's the social media aspect, but honestly, like, I just want the real stuff. Like if you had a rough childhood, if you, if you're struggling, you know, financially or emotionally or whatever it is, like, let's just talk about it. Why is it got to be this big secret? I love that. I love that. And just, yeah, because again, you're, you're going out with these people to potentially date them and have a relationship with them. So to put things on the table and be honest up front is huge. Um, you know, I, I don't have a great track record of being with honest people. So now more than Me ever, neither. I'm like, I want to know about your family. I want to know about your friends. Like, do they like you? Do you have a good relationship with them? Right. Exactly. Like, just tell me the honesty, because if you're unemployed, say you're unemployed. Like, right. why do we have to be like, well, I'm in between things right now, whatever people say. Like, oh, you know, I'm a, I have, the worst is like, I'm starting a company. When you're swiping through the apps, like everybody is an entrepreneur, a CEO, uh, whatever. And I'm like, you're a CEO who has just made a website with the name of your company, but hasn't actually made any products or done anything. Like, let's be honest about where you're at because I'm being honest. And I always expect somebody to bring the exact same level that I'm bringing. And it's not always the case. Yeah. I have to ask you, and I, I, I realize that you probably can't get into detail, but, uh, have you ever, Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> given your location, um, yeah. have you ever dated, uh, a famous person or persons? See, that's confusing because it's like famous for who I dated a person I didn't know was famous. I don't watch a lot of like YouTube and I don't, I like just got an Instagram in 2021 so I like don't have the influencer thing unlock but I went out to a restaurant with this guy and he and I went out like three or four times I'd say and every time we went out all of these people were looking at us and I was like I don't know why everybody's staring at us but okay like I just figured like it's LA maybe people are just bored and watching other people And he was pretty or whatever. So I was like, maybe, but I had no idea until like date three or four when somebody like came up to him and was like, Hey, can I get a selfie with you or whatever? And I was like, Oh, oh, okay. I didn't know that you were like a person, but I also, I don't care because the people in my life all like, because of how I work, all sort of are in that realm. So like being around famous people is not a, a weird thing. I get obsessed with like really amazing screenwriters or directors or like you had a comedian on last episode and I was just listening to that one this morning and 
you guys were like talking about like the comic world and she was also talking about I think new kids on the block and I was like <laughs> like that's how that would cr- like if the Hanson brothers walked in that would freak me out like that I would be my childhood self would love that but in terms of like the famous people now I'm like no I'm way more into like this incredible writer or director or something that nobody's ever heard of that's totally fair are you on I always say it wrong Raya Raya are you whatever that is no and I was on the league for a little bit which is like the league is basically if LinkedIn was a dating app, like you have to be invited. There's like a, a threshold to it of like how many people you can have. But it just felt like every single guy on there was like, I went to Harvard and I want to talk about how I went to Harvard and I have been to 70 countries. And I'm like, Burn. cool. I don't, I don't care. But like, are you a good human? And that app, I would think I was on it for like one week. And I was like, this is so douchey. I have to get off this. <laughs> So are you, are you single now? I'm not single now. <gasps> Ooh, plot twist. Because when I, your book I know. ended. Oh, well, it, it, was this a COVID romance or was this one of your this, boomerangs? This was a boomerang. This is a boomerang. Not a was. This is a boomerang. But this is definitely a book number two because it's like this boomerang sort of boomeranged so hard. I never really take them back. And I will always say, for every girl out there going through a breakup, I don't know who said it recently, but I think there was somebody, all guys come back eight weeks after. And it's true. It's six mm. to 10 weeks. All guys boomerang six to 10 weeks later. <laughs> There's something in the water where it's like, they thought they wanted somebody different. They go on a few dates, they realize what they had and then they boomerang and it's totally in your court. So like you have, in my mind, you have six weeks work out, get your mind straight, cry, heal, whatever you need to do to like process and sort of move forward. And then when those boomerangs happen, you can be like, I decide now from like a good healing place, whether or not I want to get back together with this person. And this was a boomerang that I was like, okay, this one, I will, I'll give it another shot because we were good. And yeah, why not? But it's not true for one-off dates and it's probably not true for short-term relationships, but like long-term relationships always boomerang. But I love how you're saying that it comes, at least where you're at, it comes from a place of like reflection and that you're, you had enough of time away from it where you can make a decision that's not based on emotions, whether to go back or not. I really love that. Leads into this next question. Yeah. What would you tell the woman that was writing this book less than a year ago, um, that was going through all these dating experiences. What would you tell her now that you have all this knowledge and wisdom? Um, what would you embark on her? I think the same thing that you said earlier, like leave the date because all of these dates that I went on, if I had the courage, if I had the balls to just like stop in the middle of the date and be like, I'm so sorry, but I don't think that this is going to work out. I am not having a good time. I have to go. Like I've made up excuses before. I've been the person that's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I forgot I have to work tonight or I have to do this and whatever it is. Like I've made up those excuses, but you never feel good about it. You feel really shitty because you just lied to somebody. I wish I could tell that girl that wrote this book, which by the way, I wrote this book. This was a three year, the three years after my long relationship. I wrote about these dates pretty much within a month of all of them happening because I just kept a journal of all of them. So throughout the three years, 
as I've written them, I've been a different person. So that alone is like the person that wrote the first few stories is different than the person who wrote the last few stories because I evolved as a person. But the common theme throughout all of them has to be like, just have the courage to stop and like real-time rejection text them. Just be like, so sorry. I don't think we're a match. I think you're awesome. I'm just not feeling it and I'm not uh, enjoying myself right now. And I would like to go. That brings me kind of to the end um, and the end of your book when you kind of get into your lessons learned. And one of my favorite things you said was to date with confidence, but also with courage or courageously date. And I thought that that was so important because I think oftentimes we can get super jaded by bad experiences or the other experiences that we hear from other people. And so I thought that was such a valuable lesson. So to close, like anything else you just want to just share with our listeners um, in terms of lessons learned or going forward or anything like that, aside from picking up the yeah. book and reading it, of course. I mean, the main reason that I that I did it, that I wrote it, that I, I put it out there was just to tell people like, it's okay to just date and fail. Like it's okay to date a lot of people and have one out of 10 of them be a good date. And I have friends, so many friends, even in LA where the sample pool is so high, there's so many people out there who just don't date. They just don't go out there. And I'm like, well, do you not do you not want to, you know, meet somebody and settle down? And they're like, no, 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 I want all that. I want to find a person and have kids and have a partner. And that dating is how you get there. And so I have like polar opposite friends, which some never date and just assume that one day they're going to be at a grocery store and meet the love of their life. And then I have other friends who like, will go on like four or five first dates a week and just be like, nope, next, nope, next, nope. And like, there's no wrong way. There's no right way. You genuinely just don't know. I think as you enter your thirties, like there is that pressure sort of to be like, okay, well, if you want to have kids, there's a clock. So like things are ticking down you got to figure it out. But if, if you're trying to like learn about yourself and learn about what you like and what you don't like and all of that, I think the fastest way to do that is just get yourself out there and date, which is so much easier said than done, especially in a pandemic. But like, just set a goal of like, okay, I want to go on one date a week. And if you go on like one date a week, that's over 50 people a year. And you'll learn so much about yourself. You'll get more comfortable the more that you have this exact same conversation with every person of like where you grew up and what you do. And you might as well keep going because if you do meet the guy at the grocery store in either scenario, if you meet the guy at the grocery store after having been on 50 dates this year, you're so much more comfortable and relaxed. And you know so much more about yourself that you're so much more confident when you meet that person. There really is no right or wrong. Just, you just got to do it. Perfect. (laughs) Just go out there and do it. Well, Natasha, you are amazing. This was wonderful. Everyone, please go pick up or download Natasha's book, A Series of Unfortunate Attempts. It is on Amazon and it is amazing read. Natasha, thank you so much. Thank you. This was so much fun. Here's a potential quarantine project for you. Write down all your damn dates. And ask yourself, what the hell is my problem? Natasha, thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. All of your wisdom, knowledge, experience is something I'm going to remember. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners will as well. Don't forget to pick up Natasha's book, A Series of Unfortunate Attempts. It's by Natasha Ann and you can get it right on Amazon. 
Also this week, keep a close eye on our Instagram, Cowboys Gone Pod, because there may be a giveaway to win Natasha's book. So keep an eye out on that. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast wherever you find yours, and it's everywhere. So subscribe so you can get every episode every Monday. And I also want to put it out there. If you want to be a guest, if you know anyone that wants to be a guest, if you want to come on with a group of friends, let me know. I would say email my account for this podcast, but I never check it. So slide into my DMs on Instagram, Cowboys Gone Pod, and let's do it up. As always, see you next week.